Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Seed to Forest. In this episode, I, Gaurav Gupta, Chief Growth Officer at Extra Foundation, will be speaking with Ankit Gupta, co-founder at Quizzes. Ankit has been working for more than a decade to make learning fun for learners. His organization, Quizzes, is focused on motivating every learner through their solutions, and their solutions are used by more than 60 million plus individuals across 100 plus countries. In this conversation, you can listen to Ankit speak about how they arrived at an aha moment which made them focus on serving the needs of educators and teachers. And in their journey, how they would work towards utilizing the best available resources in the most optimal manner and innovate to craft the right solution. Ankit also speaks about what kind of data empowers the teachers in terms of making the right decisions and teaching well. I learned a lot about how to innovate with optimal resources in this conversation and I hope it unlocks a lot of possibilities for you. Happy listening. Hello everyone. We have Ankit Gupta with us today. Ankit is the co-founder and CEO of Quizzes, which is an education technology platform which is now used by around more than 75 million plus monthly active users. And it has presence across more than 100 countries in the world. And during the initial stages, the quizzes started as a platform to conduct quizzes and assessments. But over time, of course, the platform has evolved, working with different stakeholders. And in today's conversation, we look forward to hear from Ankit about the journey of quizzes and learn from those experiences. Welcome, Ankit. Thank you for making time for this. No, uh, I appreciate for you to have me here. I'm really excited for our conversation today. Thank you. So I'll jump straight in. My first question to you is, how did it all start? Was it on the back of an idea that you already had? Or was it on the back of certain problems that you saw around you? Some other deep personal connects or experiences? So well, that's again, going back to the origin story where both me and Deepak, when uh, my co-founder, like we met during our graduation, where we met for the first time and we were kind of always had this desire to work and do something together. But then life happened, both of us ended up working uh, in corporate for a couple of years. But then we were just, I'd say, too young and crazy to believe that we can change the world. And we said, hey, let's approach a problem when there's an opportunity. And this is back in 2014, 2013, when there was no concept of edtech. Even globally, edtech was like a new phenomenon. However, both me and Deepak had this one shared problem statement where both of us had struggled during our middle school, where there were just too many distractions. And we had this one hypothesis that imagine a kid today when they are 24 cross 7 connected to internet, they have these different distractions. How do you get them excited? And I'm a firm believer that it's the desire to learn in this day and age, which is a limiting factor. And that is where we kind of said like, hey, we have not seen much innovation in really trying to think from the student perspective to make them feel like, hey, they, have, they enjoy that learning process. And the journey started from there. We pivoted through different products, 
right? Like different geographies, but that core hypothesis around like, hey, how can we make that student excited, motivated, stay true in that journey? Right. So what did the early days look like? This journey, right? So how did it all start? Like the first few days, if that's what you can describe about business. So it was like two kids who just graduated out of college. We shared an apartment and we had our computer and we were just coding, right? It uh, started with this idea, hey, let's get started in this space. We were clear about the problem statement. But then very early when we got into this, we realized, hey, we were kids way long back, right? So we said what we want to build, we need access to some real students. And that was a time when I think Deepak had this good idea to find a set of students where we can work very closely. We were grateful for a non-profit organization in Bangalore where, you know, we got a chance to work with a remedial class where in the first few days, both me and Deepak, you know, used to go spend some time with the students, used to build prototypes each week, see how the students were reacting and kind of evolve our understanding on that problem statement. So I would say that first few months for us were like really immersing ourselves into this problem statement, working with the real students and, you know, just the engineers in us wanted to try and build something cool. So I think the first few months were more about just even figuring out the solution to this problem statement, which we were going after. Right. The first few days are always about a quick prototype, test it with the users, get that feedback, refine it, put it out there again, and, and the cycle continues. Now, when you reach that logical point in that journey to say that, look, this is what students really want. What was that? I mean, what came out of that at that point of time? So if I go back, I think we used to try out different formats for a student to like really try the product. So we were trying to thread this thin line where engagement and rigor, right? So I think we are kind of playing between these two vectors. And as we started growing in, we realized that one of the core things which students really enjoyed, so we kind of had experimented this idea around more of a virtual world. And honestly, that was not quizzes. It was another product. We had built this product called Wisen World, where our belief was we can make the world wise. And this product was more focused on math. But this idea was like, hey, as a student, there's like a very rich experience. So if you have played Zelda or you know, one of those games, we kind of built an education or baked an education in that. And that was like that moment where we realized, okay, we have hit that right balance between that engagement and the rebirth. And that is where we kind of started our journey. Great. You spoke about the fact that, of course, the journey changed from what you evolved as the first version of the product to what it is now. So just peek through what was that uh, insight or that aha moment at that point of time, which changed the course of the journey that you took, which has brought you here. Yeah. And in our case, we ended up like completely pivoting our product. Our first offering was Wisen World, which was this gamified world. However, from there, we moved to quizzes. So I still remember like Wisen World, we put out, ended up putting it on internet. And we were surprised to see a lot of traction coming from the Western countries where teachers themselves identified uh, or discovered the product and they started using it. 
I again, that was my first exposure to classrooms in the US, but it was like, I'd say a happy surprise to see like first time seeing your first customer. So that journey started seeing more and more of this ground cell was building. And one thing we realized was that it was the teachers who were actually adopting the product, right? I think one of the learnings which we had was when we started chatting with the teachers, right? We realized some of the key pieces which were missing with our first product. So one thing I think we really build this empathy around that as a teacher, when you are with the students, each day the class is different. Each day, you know, the students uh, have different needs. And that teacher who ends up being in that, in with the students, really understand those nuances. So, I think one constant feedback we got from our teachers was like, "Hey, Ankit, we like this game, but then we need some control on what gets served to my students because you know, I mean, as I said, each day is different for the students. So, I think that was one of the learning. The other piece also, which was shared to us, was like. Students really enjoyed being in this virtual world, but they wanted to be in this world with this with their friends. So this idea of like you know we are kind of thinking hey like how do you build like this multiplayer kind of an offering? So I would say those were like the two of key insights which we learned in our journey that then helped us to pivot to, to quizzes and uh, with quizzes you know our mission today is like to motivate each and every learner. And we are very clear to achieve this mission. The best way is to empower the educators. With quizzes, we again leaned into some of the learnings which uh, we had uh, while building Wednesday World. That was like, you know, that aha moment, if you want to call it, where these two insights were coming back to back in multiple conversation and that helped us to move to the quizzes. Right. No, no, that's very powerful because you speak about the fact that it actually ended up being your ah moment, right? And I think this insight is very, very deep that while your intent was to motivate each learner, but the way to that in this context is to by empowering the educator, right? And then that's very, very deep and you kind of get to that only by working in the context of the sector and figuring this out. Yeah. Know, uh, what did that actually mean? Can you just unpack that a bit? So with quizzes today, we are fortunate to work with educators from around the world. So if you think about that persona, today we are present in 100 plus countries where, you know, again, these educators were able to find quizzes, saw the benefits and start using it on their own, right? Like without a formal PD happening. So for us to reach there, I think there were a lot of interesting uh, learnings and I can kind of go into e-geography ends up having its own nuances. However, one thing which is very, I'd say fundamental in our space is that most of the educators, like they have just weighed too much on their plate, right? However, time ends up becoming a limiting factor. And uh, in an ideal scenario, everyone wants to really put that focus and differentiate their instruction, their assessment for each and every student. So I think that was like one common problem statement we heard irrespective of, you know, the geographical boundaries. Other thing we realized again, the student motivation, I think educators also understand end of the day, if you don't have a buy-in from the student, you can't really, you know, impart that knowledge. So that also again, stays common across the different geographies. 
one other thing i would call out even if you think about the teacher community you have a lot of teachers who are just graduating from their teacher college very early you know very tech savvy to then a set of folks who are late in their career and for them tech is like more of an adaptation so how do you think about building a solution which kind of caters to both these segments and then typically students are inherently very tech first right like so they had a certain expectation then you have you know even this vector of teachers so how do you kind of navigate this so th- those were like you know some of those i would say interesting problem statements and when we think about when we are building anything at quizzes right like i think the three principles which really drives our product experiences one just this broader idea like hey how can you ensure that whatever experience is out there gets that student really excited motivated how do you bring that smile on a student's face i think that's like one of our guiding principle other piece is just on you know teachers they how do you give more access to data to teachers however don't make it like a very advanced report because again teachers want easy data not lot of data so i think again how do you kind of build that that has been like one of the guiding principle for us and third again teachers are really short on time what can you do for them to save time on these administrative tasks so that they can focus their time with the students and those are like you know those three principles when you talk about like how do you build for the teachers i think that's something which we keep in mind you described a very interesting thing right that uh, you want to give data to the teachers to empower them but it should be easy to consume data right can you just elaborate a little bit more on what does that really mean i am learning a lot in this conversation hope you are too which questions would you like me to ask what areas would you like me to explore further please write to me at gaurav@xstep.org so i see as a teacher when you are trying to ensure students in your class which are at different levels are growing they they are learning how do you kind of create a feedback loop for these teachers where it's more about certain signals where in a very short amount of time they can make a choice on what they need to focus next in their next lesson plan so it's sort of like this idea of that how do you can kind of help them decide where they should be spending most of their time with the whole class or with the individual student so sort of like keeping that those principles in mind that it is more of a guiding part versus a reporting thing so as a teacher if i can have like a guiding direction on okay these are the things where my students need to focus more on i think that becomes easy data where teachers are not looking to slice and dice data i think they just need a guiding direction so which can then decide what they should be teaching next and who should they be focusing more of their time and energy on right yeah. uh, so so get in the this context right of course as you're doing this you are developing this what were some of the experiences uh, coming from the user side right what were the reactions that you saw as some of these things were getting done i'll say one of the probably the joys of working in the education space is that most of the folks are in this profession for the impact 
one of the joys of being in this community is that when you build something, these teachers really appreciate the kind of impact which it makes and they talk about your product. So in the early days to even today, we see a lot of uh, teachers sharing the experience of both the students and the impact which the platform has made. They go into those specific features and then post it all around the social media. So if you today go on Twitter and just search for quizzes, you would see every day hundreds of classrooms around the world sharing how quizzes help them. Right. So Ankit, now, of course, you've been at it for many years now, right? And the way the world is evolving is changing at a very fast pace, right? So, so if you were to take a slightly futuristic view of it, right? And look at how things can really expand during this decade, which by the way, a lot of people call as India's decade. What do you research? What do you see? And in that, what do you see as uh, the quizzes journey in the nation in the coming years? Right. And I think, Gaurav, as you rightly pointed out, we as a country have skipped many innovations. And then now with this internet and mobile being like the core experience, unlike, you know, even some of those Western countries where they still have to adjust, kind of abandon the old one and come up with the new one. I think my belief is India at this point, even itself from a digital stack standpoint, might be among one of the most advanced things, right? I mean, UPI is one of those examples in our banking sector, probably is one of the most robust as well as, I'd say, fast and reliable this mindset of finding these creative solutions with probably the most uh, recent technology, not thinking about the baggage, right? Which if you had gone through those evolution, ends up being maybe an advantage for us. I'd say one thing I do want to add there with the support from even our government, as well as a lot of non-profit organizations and in each step maybe being one of those frontiers of education, kind of is helping create that opportunity for the country to like really leapfrog. Uh, and I'll come to the prediction, but I just want to set some of those reasons why we might end up being there in future. Other piece I also believe is we would be a country with probably the highest number of engineering graduates who, if are given the right way to get skilled, right? Like if the ecosystem, if the rails have been set in the right way, I think that creates a big unlock for us to like really leave from there. So with that in mind, I think again, education, I feel in India still the first wave of it, in my opinion, went in more at the after school programs. However, the learning still happens in the classroom and I see there's like a big, big opportunity where we can together give access to our students and teachers to be again, like more efficient, be more informed and technology is going to play a major role there. Now, I'd say, I mean, of course, at Quizzes, our mission is to reach to each and every classroom irrespective of their language, location, or learning environment. But we don't believe that we'll be the only one, right? Like there'll be other partners 
where we'll kind of come and together collaborate to reach to that position. For me, end of the day, again, it's just that efficiency, efficiency of that learning time which gets spent, right? Like how can we make the learning more enjoyable and more impactful? As a country, we all kind of find, again, different segments end up having a slightly different behavior, but then there's a large culture of after-school program. But I'm a firm believer that why can't we just use those eight hours to get the maximum learning done and let our students also use their creativity in other places, right? And, you know, focusing more on tech here, but I do believe this unlock happens which would happen in coming years would help us build the next set of global leaders, right? So that sort of is like vision, which is coming for India as the years pass. Right. Uh, so Ankit, sure. uh, yeah. I mean, come to the last uh, part of this, I mean, and the quick rapid fire, uh, your favorite mistake at quizzes. I don't know. There, there are mistakes which are favorite. Maybe I'll talk about my biggest mistake. I remember this is one of those early days and I still remember it was perhaps 20, it was late, sometime late in December where I ended up somehow closing our cloud computing account and then suddenly the application started going down. Luckily, we were able to restore all the data and I'm glad now I'm not the engineer who is doing all these things. But uh, that was probably my biggest mistake game, which gave me the biggest fear. Got it. Your favorite uh, learning through the journey? I'd say this idea that for us to achieve that mission of motivating every student, I think the role which the teacher plays, I think that was like our biggest learning. We were very clear that hey, if you want to achieve this mission, the best way is by empowering that teacher. And I think that then became, I talked about some of our writing principle, but yeah, like just the role of a teacher, you know, in that whole learning process. Your favorite aha moment. So I, I might uh, pick another example. So even as a company, when we expanded, the one unlock was how do you build a culture of ownership and decentralization where each team should feel empowered to chase a difficult problem. So I think that creates a different unlock and that was an aha moment for us more on the operating side. And your favorite prediction for the future? I'd, I'd say the chat GPT code would be a paradigm shift. Maybe I don't know if it is any more of prediction or just like a common knowledge. But just seeing the some of the examples and like the advancement in new age capabilities of technology, like, you know, just feels like an unlock. So not sure I have a prediction, but I just feel that this is going to be something very critical and powerful to unlock the kind of problem statement which technology can solve for humanity. Fabulous. Thank you so much, Ankit. It was a really pleasure talking to you, learning from your experiences and of course, the entire wisdom that you shared on the back of the learnings and the mistakes that you made. Uh, I think the journey that you've had uh, has been really awesome and we wish you the success as you look at the future and we hope that you achieve much more success that, than what you envisage. So wishing you the best and thank you so much for making time and talking to us today. No, thank you so much for the opportunity, Gaurav. It was a pleasure. 
I unlocked a lot of possibilities in this conversation. Hope it did the same for you. Which leaders would you like me to meet? What would you like me to ask them? Please write to me at gauravetextep.org.